Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And you know that David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, relationships, and today, a whole bunch of swinging. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters. And we all deserve it. We absolutely do. So, are you looking for the female point of view when it comes to exploring your sexuality in an unconventional way? Do you have questions that need to be answered by women, not men? I don't know about this, but we'll (laughs) see what goes on later in the show. And are you ready to open up your mind and open up your heart and shed some of those taboos surrounding female pleasure? Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking with two hot wives about their journeys into the lifestyle and how they became empowered and gained sexual confidence enough to start their own podcast, where they share their experiences with other like-minded women and discuss sexual topics openly and without shame absolutely but i'm gonna listen to i know i'm not a woman but i'm gonna listen to this because guys learn something guys we need to learn something Mm -hmm. about the women Mm -hmm. so just hang on because uh, we're gonna get into the show in just a minute we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket as we do at the beginning of every show because great sex is messy sex and nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot so if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex then you need one of our top waterproof blankets it's 100% waterproof and leak proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets from messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness just have to throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new and you don't have to leave your house to get one simply and safely go to amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, because great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. We are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and holy fuck, are we excited to welcome today's hot guests. Ams and Kat co-host the podcast called Two Hot Wives, where they explore female sexuality openly and without shame. All right, ladies, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you for taking time out of your day and being here. Hey, you too. How are you doing? We are great. Thank you for inviting us. Our pleasure. We're really excited about today's topic because we're going to hear all about your journey into The Sexy Lifestyle, which for you guys is Swinger Lifestyle. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about, of course, what's going on in the world today about COVID-19. What? What? Yeah. COVID? Yes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And, and how it has changed your life, your sex life, and basically relationships that you have had in 2020. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's changed everybody's lives. It, nobody's untouched by this right now. Uh, for us, the silver lining of COVID is that it gave us the time and the space to be able to create this podcast, to really invest our time and our creative thoughts into creating this little COVID baby. Well, and to really get to know each other. Yeah. Because we met just before, I mean, the kind of the summer before all of this hit. And we had seen each other maybe once every couple of weeks, once a month. But then when COVID hit, it was sort of like everybody had to find their pod, you know? You choose your quarantine. And we, our families basically spent the first part of lockdown together. Definitely. So, so, so have you fa- have you found that we're going to get into your sex lives and all that into great sex in the great sex matter segment at the end of the show? But have you found that your sexual activities and exploration has become a little bit more intense because the four of you are just focusing on what's good for you? Yeah, I, I think everything's kind of an inch wide and a mile deep, right? Mm-hmm. It We have had to limit the number of new people that we meet. We're not going to the meet and greets. We're not going to the big parties. We're, you know. We're not meeting new couples No all the orgies time. right now. So we, the people that we do spend time with, we spend a lot of time with. And, and you know, that's some uh, of the sex that's come out of that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> I, like, I like what comes out of sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would for sure. What do you mean, don't you? Well, you really, Yes, of course. We we really have gotten to know each other. And 
we know it. What each other like. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that a little bit later. Now, let's just back up a little bit and tell us a little bit how you found the lifestyle, the swinging lifestyle. So for um, Mr. Ams and I, we actually started out with kink, with BDSM. We, you know, always had an interest pre-kids. Uh, and when we decided it was time to just kind of reinvest in our marriage and how can we have more fun in and out of the bedroom, we thought we should learn how to get better at you know, slap and tickle. So that's where we started and we found a dungeon near where we lived and kind of went through the whole 101 process where they were showing impact play and and like the violet wand and wax play. So we explored in that space first and it was at that dungeon while I was strapped down to the tickle bench that a woman mentioned the term lifestyle to Mr. Ams. He said, gosh, you guys seem a little bit more like lifestyle people. Um, which was cool because it gave us something to Google and to, to seek out. And, and so that's actually where we got started. Wow. And Mr. Cat and I, um, it was mostly uh, Mr. Cat sending me erotica. We really didn't talk about any of the alternative, you know, lifestyle activities, except that we had fun together. And so he started sending me these fun stories. It was a website or a it was called X Confessions and it was people writing in about their true stories about different sexual uh, situations and experiences and he would send these to me and I would read you know I got all excited and um, and I think he just pushed the envelope a little further each time until I was like what are you talking about here what does this mean and we started to talk more and more about lifestyle activities and what that meant and being open and what that meant. And we, um, or he, I should say, stumbled upon um, uh, Christopher Ryan, who wrote a book, uh, Sex at Dawn. And very science, uh, very... um, Focused on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anthropology. And (laughs) it's like, if you want to really nerd out about... It's a little bit nerdy, but it was really cool. And it's really um, logical. And we listened to it together and... It was, I thought it was, it sounded great. I mean, I thought it, it was interesting. And so we just went from there exploring. We, we didn't have a lot of um, background information. I, I sort of just went with it. <laughs> Through listening to different podcasts, we started listening to um, some couples that were active in the lifestyle. And that just furthered the conversation between us. Wow, that's very cool. So now you guys have a very special relationship, which we're going to get into as we, you know, talk during our show. But are you guys in a committed emotional relationship as two couples or do you also play with other couples and do you play separately? Yeah, so we're, we're open, right? We, we um, the, the four of us play a lot. We have a very close, affectionate relationship, but we play with our husband's with separately. other couples. Yeah, there's there's no there's no monogamy in this <laughs> non-monogamy. And well, the, it does happen, exactly. you know, exclusivity right. does sure. happen sure. in the lifestyle. So we were just curious yeah. if that was your relationship. And do the two of you play by yourselves without your husbands? No. No. Okay. No. So it's a real you know, swinger situation. Yeah, we, it's it's more sort of husband swapping, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, and we we do play together, but I I would describe us as two straight girls who like to kiss. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know? That's okay. Yeah. And how did you guys actually meet? I know you said that you connected right away, but how did that happen? Um, well, I think the it was on a site, one of the websites, right? Yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah. One of the um, swinger websites. Um, they were cute and they liked us, so we put together a date. I we were they were going on a vacation, mm-hmm. um, and we had been on that particular vacation, so it was fun to sort of get together right before that and give them all of the tidbits that they needed to know Mm, before going on that sexy, you know, clothing optional swinger. That is handy. That is great. It made the conversation really fun Uh because we had all the information of all the mistakes. (laughs) Not not all of them. Believe me, not all of them. (laughs) We wish we had known. Exactly. Right. Like the fact that you're going to need to bring a checked bag mm-hmm. when you go to a clothing optional lifestyle resort. I wouldn't right. have known that. So we learned a lot from that first meeting. And that you can't go too crazy with your outfits because yeah. 
definitely there will be someone there who is way crazier than you. Right. So go for it. Right. Yeah. And we and, yeah. we, we, and we just sorry. we we know the resort you're talking about. We started yes. our swinging adventures at Desire as well in Cancun. Yeah. And yeah. it is it is such a nice place because it, you know it's only ninety rooms and you get to meet everybody and I I, I I mean you can meet them intimately without fucking them you just get to talk mm-hmm. to everybody and you know at three thirty in the afternoon everybody heads up to the hot tub and it's a hot tub mm-hmm. that holds eighty people and you know that's that's where our people are that's where we met and that's where yeah. um, we we've, we've explored we used to go to Desire three four times a year um, now we spend a lot more time um, not only at desire but at hedo and on the cruises and mm-hmm. y- it's very easy like you guys met and came home and wanted to bring someone back there because you fall in lust with the um, people and the environment yeah. Yeah. yeah you're so right it's you you go for the sex but you stay for the community right, right? you stay for the mm-hmm. conversation you stay for hanging out with like-minded people who you can just be yourself with you can mm-hmm. be really authentic you can talk to anybody um, who's in the lifestyle mm-hmm. about sex in a way that you can't talk with friends that you've known for 10 years. Yeah. And you can and get Mr. as Cat much cock as you want. Yeah, that's or right. Not. That, yeah. Mis- Mr. Cat and I had a, a fantastic first experience where there were people that were there for, ye- they had been going for years mm-hmm. and they just took us in immediately. They didn't know us. Mm-hmm. We were brand new. And then we immediately became part of like a six couple kind of group that were from all over the world that just, embraced us and were so sweet to us from the very beginning which was just incredible because we went completely by ourselves and we had no idea what to expect. I think on our first trip also we went by ourselves. We had done some homework and we had talked to some people but it was still a very first experience for us and I got to tell you I was very nervous. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah for sure. I didn't really know what to expect and I I made lots of rules and lots of boundaries for David. What about the first time we walked up to the hot tub? I know right we went to the hot tub and we had actually visited the resort when we were at Temptation about eight months earlier and we went to visit Desire to see what it was all about in this whole nude thing and so um when we were there uh, before visiting, we got there you told me i know but just listen let me tell the story so when we were there <laughs> visiting uh, i saw on the side of the pool that a lot of ladies were sitting on the side of the pool where their husbands or partners or friends or whoever or it was women. were eating their pussy on the side of the pool so i'm there like david no matter what when we get there do not just say okay jump up and you know i'm gonna eat your pussy on the side of the pool i said i'm gonna be too embarrassed don't do that so we get to the hot tub for the first time we're in the hot tub within five minutes i jump up on this i go okay i'm ready <laughs> didn't take long. There was a lineup of five other women, and Carol didn't want to be yeah. like that. I know, so I was so worried about. Well, I don't want to be in the you know in the middle of the spotlight right away as soon as we get there. But it was just wonderful. It really was. Like Once you you're said. in that environment, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just very easy to let go and have mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. for sure. So, was there some things in the lifestyle that you had expectations for that really were not true, or something that you found out afterwards that it's not like that? Well, I. I would have to say that I didn't, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so I didn't have any expectations, okay. really. I Sometimes mean, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I really thought that the lifestyle, I didn't even know it was called that at first. I thought swingers was something that was, you know, way back in the 70s. And that just really wasn't a thing anymore. I didn't even really think it existed. I thought it was like a folk legend or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were talking about, my husband and I were talking about being open, I thought, well, this sounds like fun. This kind of sounds like me anyway, because I'm a little bit too flirtatious. I get myself into a little bit of trouble. Uh-huh. And, and that's just, I just thought it was going to be an extension of that. And wouldn't that be fun? So I really didn't have a lot of expectations about what the lifestyle, big word lifestyle was going to mean. I, So I, I think that a little bit was to my advantage in that I didn't worry about it too much. Right. And, and it yeah. keeps the excitement right at the highest level yeah. because, you know, swingers yeah. swing because of the excitement. And, you yeah. know, that's why people, when they first encounter it, get either turned off or totally immersed and go all in because there's so much out there that society says is taboo and we shouldn't do it. But that's the titillating part. Absolutely. You know, How fun be, is that? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to what you said, Carol, about the rules that you had going into Desire. And I think for me and for Mr. Ams, we were really surprised at how sort of established the lifestyle subculture is Mm -hmm. and people think oh you know you don't have any rules because you're sleeping with other people there are so many fucking rules when it comes to the lifestyle and but 
because you can't make any assumptions. Mm -hmm. You can't assume that certain behaviors are appropriate. You need to establish with your partner what is and isn't okay between the two of you. And then you meet two other people. You have to establish what's okay between the four of you. There are more fucking rules in the lifestyle than there are in the vanilla world of sex times 10. And the cool part part about that is that everybody respects everybody else's rules. Absolutely. Absolutely. So lots of communication, lots of of rules and boundaries. They're just not the ones that, you know, you learned from like the Disney princess movie. (laughs) Not exactly those kinds of rules. With Mr. Cat and I, we kind of went at this with, with not many rules at all without rules and as we've gone through we we just sort of decided that I, I mean at least for me I decided that I'm not going to be a, I'm a grown-up I'm not going to be offended by anything and if there's something that comes up that I'm not expecting I'm going to have a discussion about it and that's what we've done we've just talked about things as they've come up and then we've learned to now anticipate a few things and we've had some discussions ahead of time and um, we've developed a few rules as we go along. But in general, we don't have a lot of rules. Well, that's good. That just means that you're an evolved couple already. So I think those rules are for those people who actually are not good at talking to each other, setting up the boundaries to make sure that we're clear on what the idea is going to be, especially when you have different points of view about sex and sexuality. So it's all about the communication. So if you were already a great communicator, then you already know each other well, and know that you can always speak up if something changes. Right. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. That's great. And so let's get a little bit into your podcast now. So tell us a little bit about why you wanted to launch your podcast and what it's all about. Yeah. So Two Hot Wives is a podcast that's targeted towards sexually open-minded women in committed relationships. Um, You know, wives and mothers who don't want to think that their best sex is part of their single childless past. Um, And we, you know, we're huge fans of like sex positive podcasts. Absolutely. Um, But we didn't think that anybody was speaking to that target demographic, right? There are um, are sex-positive women's podcasts out there, but they're mostly geared toward single, single young women. Um, And there's lifestyle podcasts, but they're they're primarily from a couple's perspective. Uh, So we wanted to be sort of the girlfriend's guide to really fantastic sex. Cool. And when we would get together, we would be like talking close to each other and excited and just have all kinds of things to say about the experiences that we had had when we were not, you know, together. And it was so much fun. And we thought, this is this is interesting. This would be interesting to other people. And we feel like that girlfriend's gab, you know, our, our ability to just talk and just have fun with each other is a little bit lost when men are in the room. And we love men. We love them. We love them. We love their cocks. We love everything about them. But there's a reason why we retreat to the bathroom all together, right? To talk a little bit about like what's going on, right? Is that what you yeah. do? Yeah, we just, <laughs> that's sure. what we do. Sure. We don't really need each other to go to the bathroom together. <laughs> no, but you have a chance to then uh, just to uh, get bounce ideas uh, off each other and yep. to uh, get some information, ask a question or get a confirmation. Am I doing it right or not? And that's kind of good that we have exactly. that, that chance to do that. So your podcast, you like to basically your idea is that you're going to be that girlfriend. And if someone has questions, they can call in and ask those questions. Is that correct? Yeah. So we want to create a space where, you know, that's really female centric, um, where women, where we, right, explore like the broadest, weirdest, kinkiest sexual fantasies that we have. And by extension, our listeners can do that as well. Like they can really push their, the limits of, of their own sexual interests. And yeah, we're hoping people will call in, they'll share their experiences. We have other, you know, friends of ours who've already contributed to the podcast, but we just want to create this like safe female centric community. Well, and we're open to experiencing some new things that really one or both of us have not experienced Yeah, and good or bad. We're going to share exactly how we felt about it. So if we sure. don't expect that it's all going to be like, woohoo, it was amazing. We we think there's probably going to be some things where we're like, that is not for not us. Our thing. We're not going to do that again. But we want to be able to share the the details of that in a in a open way with other women. 
who are thinking the same kinds of things that we're thinking. Now, I guess this is all about just normalizing that conversation about sex and sexuality. So people will feel more uh, at ease when they talk to their partners or, or their friends, because we just don't do that in our society today. We're just going to ask you to hold that thought for a minute. We're going to get right back onto this topic as soon as we come back, just reminding you that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're talking with the co-hosts of the Two Hot Wives podcast, all about the female point of view when it comes to sex and sexuality. We'll be right back after this. So, you know, people have been asking us what's changed after four years of doing the podcast. Well, a lot has. But to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And it's great because promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, promescent has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of. Absolutely. So now they've got promescent delay spray for him and arousal gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well. Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at ask at and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we are having a great chat with Ams and Kat, who are co-hosts of the Two Hot Wives podcast, which is all about swinging and the female point of view. Let's just get back into what we were saying about normalizing sex in the conversation, which is something that I think the whole world will benefit from if we could only do that and talk openly and easily. But I really like the fact that you guys have decided to do that in your podcast. And that's one of the main goals of our podcast as well. So have you always been open and easy to talk about sex? <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. Uh, I grew up in a family full of, of women. And uh, so we talked about sex a lot, I think more than your average family. And I'm very comfortable talking about sex in a matter of fact way until you take my clothes off. And then I'm like, it, it, maybe if you could move your hand just a little, like it's been really, really hard for me to get into any sort of dirty talk. And I'm just the opposite. <laughs> I grew up in a home where uh, my mom was the major person in our family, um, single mom. I was the oldest, and there wasn't a lot of talk about sex. There was no time for that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I grew up in a, a loving family, but you know there just wasn't talk. There just wasn't any talk about any of that. And so I, I never talked about it openly at all. But get me in an intimate situation and I'm all about the talk. She's really good at doing talk. <laughs> I've gotten better and better at it. Yeah. But um, Mr. Cat loves it. And the more I talk, the more excited he gets. So it has opened opened me up to, you know, exploring that part of, of my sexuality is being able to talk the talk. But in in regular situations with regular, uh, no, <laughs> as you can tell. I, <laughs> no, you guys are as, great. As, as we've been collaborating on the podcast, our first episode is use your fucking words. Mm. That's right. Because for women, it is so difficult for us to communicate what we want in the bedroom, even to the people that we love the most. And the stakes go up when you start inviting other people into your bed. So you have to learn how to be a better communicator. You have to tell people what you want. And now that we're, you know, sharing our experiences with our listeners, we have to get better at at being really matter of fact about our sexual experience. And I think we're rubbing off on each other. No, that's good. I love when two women rub off on each other. (laughs) (laughs) I am getting way more comfortable 
talking about it openly in regular situations, yep. which Mr. Cat really loves. And, um, you know, and it really in the, in the foursome that mm-hmm. we've created, I can talk pretty openly. And now that we've invited some girlfriends to come and give their perspectives, I'm able to talk pretty openly there too. So it's definitely having a positive effect on me. And I I sort of have to push myself a little bit to to do that, a little bit out of my comfort zone. And I think similarly. I have upped my dirty talk game. (laughs) Ah, There you go. So it really sounds like you guys have shifted your whole point of view or your mindset from being insecure women uh, to now being very secure and driving the lifestyle experience. Let's talk a little bit about how women drive the lifestyle experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's this stereotype that women, especially wives and mothers, right? You, you kind of, you've bagged the husband, you have the, the house, the job, the two and a half kids, that sex is part of your past. It's obligatory. It's, it's not, duty. right. Yeah, it's like you put it on your to-do list. Oh, it's Wednesday, I guess we have to have sex. Um, and, you know, people assume, even going into the lifestyle, I think a lot of people assume that women are somehow being dragged along. Like we shared, we, we came out to a vanilla friend and his response was, how did you convince her mm. to do that? We hear that all the time. Um, right? Yeah, but the people that we meet, way more than half of the women, if they didn't bring up the conversation to begin with, they were the ones who greenlit it, right? Exactly. They said, I want this, I wanna have that experience. And they sort of owned their sexuality owned the, their desire to to experience having more than one partner. Um, so, you know, I think lifestyle tends to attract people who are at least a little bit more aware of their sexual interests. Mm-hmm. But it sort of seemed like crazy relevatory that if I figure out what I want and I ask for what I want, I get what I get. And it's fucking amazing. And one thing I would like love for you to continue doing the same uh, as well on your podcast, but let's just remind all women that yes, you can ask for what you want. And yes, you are deserving those things. You are worthy of it, whatever you need to be happy, healthy and horny. You certainly need it and you are worthy of it. Yeah, absolutely. We we like to say you deserve great sex. There you go. Absolutely. Go get some. Go get some. (laughs) Go get some. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about your transition with respect to how you think and feel about your body from being before you started in the lifestyle to being after you've been in the lifestyle. And now that you are comfortable having sex and letting other people see you uh, at nude beaches, at nude resorts, etc. And of course, in bed. Well, that was definitely, you know, something that's come over time, right? The first time um, that we went to Desire, it took me a good two hours sitting on the beach going like, I don't know, I, I, they're all naked and I'm just, I, a couple of drinks. Two hours. <laughs> and then huh? I was ready to, I mean, you know, to begin with, that's, that's what it took. I mean, I, I had been, um, I thought I was comfortable with my body, but let's get naked. Wow. In, in the wide open sunshine. Woohoo. Mm. That's a big step. And um, I remember thinking, damn it, why am I here? I'm just, I'm going to have fun. I don't, I don't know anybody. Nobody's judging me. I'm certainly not judging anybody else. I'm just going to go for it. And I think I just pulled the, the string on the back of my top and boom, there it was. I'm like, let's go, let's go to the, let's go to the pool. And the, and neat, and, and the neat part about going and I mean, taking two hours is like no time whatsoever. We've been with some people, it's taken them four days to do it. And oh, then we've yeah. been to some places where it's <laughs> taken them two minutes. But the one thing you realize when you go on a lifestyle vacation is that it's not all about models and the perfect bodies. Mm-hmm. It's that no. there's every sort, every height, every weight, every size, every color. And Everybody is comfortable in their own skin. They don't judge anybody and everybody accepts everybody because there's no materialism. There's no watches. There's no clothes. There's no nothing. Everybody's standing there. And for you guys out there who think this is like, wow, all these women and all these tits and pussy you're going to see. Well, you know what? Guys who walk around have different size cocks and -hmm. different size muscles and different size bodies. And the guys mm-hmm. don't walk around with erections. There's nobody walking around with erections because everybody's naked and it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think 
you know, we're women, so we have a bit of a love-hate relationship with our bodies. Uh, I wish that weren't the case, right? I have a daughter. I wish that I could teach her to just love every aspect of her body. Um, I think that being in the lifestyle and seeing so many other naked women, um, it, it helped me to realize that everybody has flaws and everybody is beautiful right. in their own way they you know that there are you know big boobs little boobs flat boobs you know surgically enhanced boobs like we've had babies and nobody is perfect but everybody looks really beautiful when they're having uh, like Fun. an amazing sexual experience and i think at some point i internalized that that's how they're viewing me as well and right. i'm like oh cool like to them, I'm beautiful, so I guess I'm beautiful. We are always our, our own worst critic. Yeah. We look at all our flaws and we, we see them magnified. It's been interesting to me to see that Mr. Cat really loves all different shapes and sizes. And I, I don't think I ever asked the question, mm. so I don't think I ever knew the answer. And whew, it takes a lot of pressure off a girl because <laughs> yeah. he, he likes – voluptuous women. He likes curvy women. He likes all women. I mean, he, he really finds something beautiful about the female body in general. And I have loved discovering that because I didn't, I didn't really know that before. Right. Oh. And you know what we have found in the lifestyle and we've been swingers now, I guess into our 13th year is mm. um, exactly what you're saying that, you know, guys and girls um, all have different shapes and sizes, but re what really is sexy is that personality confidence. And, and yeah. confidence. And that's what we're yeah. always attracted to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that happy, healthy, horny thing, if you're not happy in the lifestyle, you're not going to get sex, period, over yeah. and out. Right. Yeah. You have to no. be happy. You have to decide to be happy that day. If you're hanging around at a resort and you're just whining and complaining about whatever, you're not going to get meet people wanting to meet you. No. So it's nice no. when you're in a resort or in an area of people who are all like uppity and feeling good and not just because of the alcohol, because of the environment that they're in mm -hmm. and the friends mm -hmm. that they're meeting, et cetera. We were really, um, speaking of the vacation, we were really surprised and just so excited when that those couples like they all knew each other for a long time and they just brought us right in to their group and i was like wow what did we do we did nothing mm -hmm. they were just sweet welcoming nice mm -hmm. welcoming mm -hmm. genuine mm -hmm. yeah fun people. it's all about the people yeah, yeah. and we were we yeah. would always do that also every time we were at desire we'd always talk talk well, you know david yeah. he talks to everybody and so <laughs> uh, we were always doing that and talking to new people if they need had questions or if they just uh, wanted to meet other people maybe introduce them to maybe someone who might be compatible and so yeah we there always, are compatible people yes, for everybody yes absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. so i know you guys like talking about sex now because you've got a podcast but uh, um how has it actually changed for the goal of your listeners? So how have you changed the way you talk? Because now you want to be informative and you want, are you doing research and talking more about how you feel about things and had different points of view? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're now thinking about sex, I don't know, 24 <laughs> seven. Um, it's, it, so I, I, this is AMS. I think I tend to approach things from a very, like nerding out perspective on sex and sexuality. So I do a lot of research. Um, maybe Kat, you can, you can talk to yourself. I think she's more sort of like, let's do it. <laughs> Fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. Um, what, what I have realized is that I feel a lot more vulnerable. Like maybe things that I would keep to myself, like things, things that I wouldn't share about my own feelings about certain things, I feel more open to share. I, I feel like, you know, um, so during this COVID time, basically, you know, Mr. Cat and I have been spending a lot of time just having sex with each other. Swingers, hello, yeah, yeah. having sex just with their husbands. That's, but that's, that's okay. really, that's what we've been all about for a while. And I... I don't know that I would have shared such intimate details about all of that with other people, but I feel like as we're, you know, exploring each other and having fun together, the emotions and the, and the different things that I'm thinking at the time, I'm like, I should, I need to share this. Like, I don't think about it in the moment, but you know, afterwards I think, wow, you know what? It, 
sex with your own spouse is amazing mm-hmm. and it can be yeah. so incredible. And so for me to be able to share those kinds of things is. Yeah. And it's one of those funny little side effects of the lifestyle. It makes your sex life Way with better. your husband, with your partner, 10 times better. The it, communication level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Has, has been incredible. And we've had more fun together yeah. in, in the last couple of years since we joined the lifestyle than we ever had before. And, just and it just gets better. Things. Yeah, and just trying new yeah, things with other people that you might not have thought about. They bring new ideas mm-hmm. into the whole complex thing about having sex, which, of course, is not an emotional connection when we're having sex with swinger friends. It really mm-hmm, is much right. more of a physical thing. And so you you really are happy when you learn something new that feels good or yeah, a different right. way that, you know, and your body's changing as you go as well. I like that physical connection when my cock goes into a pussy. I know you do, honey. One of the best feelings in the world. Yes. A good connection. Yeah. Let's talk about what you talk about on your podcast and then we're going to start talking about sex in our Great Sex Matters segment. What are your favorite topics? Well, so we we try to approach the topic of sex, not just from a lifestyle perspective. You know, that is our point of view. We're both in open marriages, but we're really hoping to reach women who are maybe a little bit curious about the lifestyle or don't even want to go there, but they're really interested in exploring their own sexual interests. Open-minded. Right. Um, so, you know, I actually found the sex toy episode to be kind of fun. Um, everybody, every woman had really strong opinions regarding mm-hmm. sex toys. Everybody had a favorite. Everybody's like eyes oh, just lit up when they started to talk about their favorite sex toy. Like it was a friend they hadn't seen in a while. <laughs> um, and it's just one of those things. I don't care where you're at in your journey. Like you could be swinging for 16 years or you can have never masturbated. Um, a sex toy is a fantastic tool to have and to use to kind of up your game. Yeah. yeah, and I had no idea about sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a room full of sex toys. Right, right. right. And, and we get to, we get to uh, do our podcast from this room every time. So right. it's like the one uh, soundproof room in the house is the, the playroom. Yeah, so and it's full of sex toys. Your, your listeners don't know, but we um, we record in a super secret playroom off of Mr. Am's in my bedroom that's hidden by a mirror door, and yeah, it's it's filled it's with full of really cool super toys, crazy sex it's toys. It's sort of like a dungeon. Yeah, it uh, definitely looks like a dungeon. That's for sure. Like a like a real simple magazine version uh-huh. of a dungeon. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Yes. Know, I think that's where they film Fifty Shades of Grey. Could be. <laughs> that's the red room not the gray room the red sorry, room. <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> this is all amazing stuff let's just take a second again and remind everybody that we are carol and david and this is the sexy lifestyle we're having an amazing discussion thank you guys so much for being here they're the co-hosts ams and cat from two hot wives podcast coming up next is our favorite segment great sex matters stay tuned stay tuned don't just just listen, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about Hedo. We were just talking about desire. Yeah. Well, hedonism is one of our favorite places on the earth. And uh, we actually do a show called The Hedo Show. Uh, we do it once a month. And we're going to take a minute now to remind everybody about Hedo's Repeat Offenders event, which is from December 19th to 26th, when Hedo's going to be celebrating with all their loyal, sexy, and erotic guests with some of the really lowest rates of the year their delicious jamaican food of course the sexy entertainment and of course their sexy and erotic award-winning staff but that's not the important stuff well it's important but what's more important is listen to this we've decided that we are going to spend the winter at hedo so we're going to be there from january 15th to march 26th yep 10 weeks we're going to be at hedo and we're going to be broadcasting on location. So come on down, join us for a week, uh, maybe even more. And you could even be a guest on one of our podcasts. So uh, we can't wait to get back there. We call it our home back at Hedo. It's going to be feel so good to be naked on the beach again. So visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com to stay informed about all the sexy, open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the world. And now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talking about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. All righty. I said it earlier. We're going to get into it now on every show. We love getting into and talking down and dirty all about sex with our guests. So, Ams and Kat, it is time for you guys to open up, just like in an orgy, and tell everybody what you want. 
But first, <laughs> first, we want to know, as you were growing up, were you both sexually explorative? Ex- what's that word? Explorative. Yeah. yeah, that's more than six letters. That's why I had a problem with it. Did you, did you uh, get into the having sex early on in your lives? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a simple question. You know, I was a teenager in the 90s. And there was the AIDS epidemic. And so we were taught that sex was likely going to kill you. Um, so it, there was a lot of, uh, you know, I had some real mixed feelings about mm-hmm. sex growing up. Um, and I had only been with, with two and two halves guys before I met Mr. Ams. Two and, and two halves. Two halves. <laughs> they, they hardly, it hardly counted um, before, you know, I met Mr. Ams and we got married really Young, so um, very little sexual experience. How, how old were you when you had your first sexual experience? Like the first time you sucked the uh, cock, you really, gave a blowjob. Oh, fifth, probably fifteen. Okay. And the first time you yeah. fucked? Uh, well, like one of the halves was fifteen, and then the real thing happened at seventeen. Okay, oh, okay, okay. All right. All right. okay. How about you, Kat? Um, for me, sex was not something that was talked about in my house at all. In fact, I, I remember distinctly the conversation that my mom had with me about sex. You're, you're not having sex, are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, mom. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the whole conversation. So, you know, I really, um, I, it, there was no time for sex in my, in my house, in my family, in my life until um, well into my teenage years. I was 17 before I had my first real sexual experience. Um, Blowjob, seriously, that was not part of my thought process as a teenager. You didn't give a blowjob at 17? I don't, I don't think I did. Well, there no. you go. That's okay. No, yeah, I don't I think did. I did. I and, gave a few blowjobs. And, and what about <laughs> self-pleasuring? Um, Ams, did you play with yourself? Did you masturbate? Did yeah. you t- find out how to make yourself come at an early age? Gosh, you know, that's such an interesting question because for women, like we're not really inc- like, n- n- no, I, the answer is no. I mm-hmm. didn't masturbate until college. Um, at least not that I could remember. Um, and I really wish I had, right. I feel like there's probably, you should probably have like a thousand orgasms before you have a partner. And it, it wasn't until I was already sexually active. I'd already met my husband and realized I wasn't really having orgasm like if I had had them they were pretty mediocre and mm-hmm. so I got a sex toy in college like the minute I had my own room in the dorm I got a sex toy and I was like I'm gonna yeah. use it with purpose and figure out how to make myself come um but I wish I had started earlier it yeah. takes a while to figure out what you like it really does myself also I didn't masturbate when I was younger and my first orgasm was like a mistake or uh, I don't even know how it happened an accident if you want to <laughs> yeah. call it that and then orgasm came I went I didn't even know why or what it was. I was surprised. And I was had already been sexually active since 15, and I had my first orgasm at 22. So, yeah, yeah you just don't know what causes it or why. And mm-hmm. it took me a while to even figure it out. I didn't have my first sex toy until I was like 30. And, you know, yeah. really, like, okay, but... David, now we have a closet full. David made up for it when I met him. I was 42 when I met <laughs> nice. him. And uh, I learned all about sex in my own body after I met David because he's an amazing lover. And I really feel we were meant to be together. And, you know, that's why we are together for the last 15 years. So, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying sex now. It's never too late, by the way. <laughs> it is never too late. Here, here. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Kat? So I, I did not masturbate um, in my teenage years or, you know, I feel like I let, li- I lived such a sheltered little <laughs> life. I mean, I, we, we were, <laughs> I know <laughs> I definitely am. My first sex toy, I didn't get one until I was married. Mm-hmm. And then it was that, you know, that crazy rabbit, rabbit. thing. The rabbit, the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I think, you know, before, before marriage and before all of that, I really, you know, all the bullshit that I grew up with, you know, feeling like I wasn't supposed to like it. It wasn't for me. I, I, I need to be a good girl. You know, I didn't want boys to think I was that kind of girl. Um, just, you know, having, when I met my husband, I had had three boyfriends that I had had sex with. And I'm not sure I had orgasmed with any of them. Maybe the, the, the last one. But, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> but for me, it was the feeling was so intense that I didn't feel like I could let go. 
And I stopped it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I stopped it before mm-hmm. it happened. So I didn't have an orgasm probably because of my own feelings of like, no, 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 like this is blockage. too intense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And that yeah. you're not supposed to enjoy it. I mean, that's kind of the messages that seems like you got growing up. So when yeah, it started feeling definitely. good, and you're wondering what's going on there, it didn't happen. And that could be why finally I did at 22 and, and let it come out. And I don't even know how or why. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's let's, unfortunate. <laughs> let's talk about your first experiences with other girls, other women, sexual mm-hmm. experiences. Do you remember that first kiss or that first time you touched a woman's breast? So I had one sexual encounter with friends in Mexico. It's got to be in Mexico, right? Um, at 18 years old. So it was one of those trips um, between high school and college a bunch of friends of mine went down to Mexico and um and we had it was it was my one and only mfff um and it was it was fun it was M-F-F-F. you know but you're F-F. okay it was a force i did not know about this one yeah new story ffff yes with gringo scene ropa different story we are definitely going to get into that on the podcast but um it was, uh, you know, it was a really interesting experience. These were very, very good friends of mine. And I realized that they had played together um, and I had no idea. And they're like, come on in and join us. So I didn't feel like a lot of sexual attraction to women. And it's still very situational for me. But women are so beautiful and so, you know, soft. And, and I had a great time exploring another woman's body for the first time at 18. But were mm-hmm. you playing with her pussy or just kissing her or touching her tits? What were I you was actually like, doing? Kind of, I was fingering her. Okay. They were a little bit more advanced because they had played with each other mm-hmm. before. And how did you feel when one of the women went down on you? So that didn't happen until <laughs> lifestyle. Oh, that okay. was... Yeah, that didn't happen until like maybe our third or fourth lifestyle experience. We were with a much more experienced couple and she very like classy move. She's like, I'd really like to go down on you. You do not have to reciprocate if, if that's something you want. Do you want to try it? And she was she was great at it. It felt I felt a little uncomfortable. Right. I was having trouble kind of getting over my own insecurities about it around it um but you know it it was a good place to start i wouldn't say that it was like a mind-blowing experience because i just couldn't get out of my own head about it but the more comfortable you get the more um realize that women just touch more gently Mm -hmm. and like with a little bit more consideration than guys who are kind of like let's fuck it right now (laughs) and what about you um I think in general, we women are so used to hugging and kissing each other all the time, right? Even just your friends, your girlfriends. We, well, I don't see guys do that when they when they see each other and they haven't seen each other for a while. Oh, hello! They give a big hug and a kiss. So we're all pretty close to each other anyway, as girlfriends. If you're close, um, I had not had a girl experience girl girl experience until definitely in the lifestyle and even then um it was a very calm sort of like tiptoeing into the waters kind of thing you know a little kissing a little touching all above the waist a little you know touching breasts and and kissing and it i definitely was a, a little timid but i have come to discover that um if i if I'm going to be with another woman, it it's going to be someone who's definitely super into it. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel that to some degree, we women feel like we do that for our men, mm-hmm. right? We put a, a little show on for the guys. They mm-hmm. love to see it. They're all about it. The girl on girl. And even um, in a situation where we've been with another couple, when I hear the guy telling the girl mm-hmm. stuff like, Go kiss her. Yeah. You need to go touch her. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. I don't Fuck like off, that. Francis Ford I don't Coppola. Like you are not directing me. In I love experience. that. <laughs> exactly. And it's a big turnoff to me yeah. because I think to myself, she doesn't want to do that. Uh-huh. You're pushing her to do that. And if she doesn't want to do it, I definitely don't want her to do it with me. Right. I don't want her to right. touch me right. when she doesn't really want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 
big newsflash, we're not all automatically bisexual. like wanting to touch mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and bisexual mm-hmm. all the time. We may be wi- more willing to explore that part of ourselves than maybe men are. I, I can't speak for men, but at the same time, I don't want to be with someone, male or female, that isn't super into me and doesn't really want to be with me. So when I hear a guy whispering to his woman to go touch me or go do something, I just want to Stop yeah. it right yeah. there and just go. That's not your clothes. I like that. So we, we've we've had um, um, a very fun experience together, and and I'll challenge you guys to try it. So uh, all our listeners know that Carol is not bisexual, nor is she bi curious. She has a lot of other bi's: bi situational, bi friendly, bi social, bi selfish, bilingual, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But um, the one of the first times, and it happened at Desire that we were with a really a really cool couple that were into us and we were into them and the moment was right and and Carol wasn't comfortable about going down on the other woman's pussy and I said well let's do it together and both her and I went down on this other woman together and I showed her with tongues and with really fingers and my insecurity was I don't know what what, what to, to do. do because whatever David mm-hmm. was doing down there I couldn't see it and it was feeling great and I was in my own moment I was never looking at what was going on so I didn't really know what to do my insecurity was I don't know what to do so, so the other woman she's like getting so turned on she's never had a couple go down on her before and after a wow. few minutes Carol really got into it and I backed away and I let the two women go and Carol actually made her squirt She, the, the two women got into wow. it and I was standing right there so it's one of the hottest things we've done in a swinger situation where we went down on a woman together. Yeah, that was fun. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's not something that I seek out right now, but if it, if the situation mm-hmm. is hot and horny and we're in the middle of an orgy and a woman's pussy is right there and I, I have no problem yep. licking it and making yes. it feel nice, of course, there's no problem there. Um, but it's not something I seek out and I don't go for that, but I still enjoy it when I do it. And if it mm-hmm. does come up, that's fine. And of course, if any woman wants to lick my pussy, yes, of course, go for it. I love it. It doesn't matter, <laughs> yeah. male or female. Tons are yeah. gender fluid. For <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like spaghetti, right? Straight until wet. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. that. Love that. Love that. (laughs) That is definitely funny. So tell us a little bit about your marriage dynamics and how they've changed since you've discovered the lifestyle. And each other. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's made our marriage better, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's made our marriage stronger. It's made our communication stronger. It's made our sex life better. Um, But it is complicated, right? They're, you know, navigating multiple sexual partners, navigating the feelings that can arise when you play with the same people over and over again and you get to know them really well. Um, you know, it's it can be really complicated to remember every single day that we are married, we've made vows, and those vows are sacred. Um, whatever they are, right? Right. Our vows are not conventional. They're not the, the vows that you would have when you get married in a church. What, you're not going to obey him? Made... <laughs> you're not obeying him every minute of the day? I think that was part of the vow. We have a little role play planned for tonight, and I will definitely obey him. But <laughs> normally, right, there, we've we've established what is and isn't okay mm-hmm. within our marriage, and you have to stay true to those vows every single day and make a choice every single day to honor your marriage. And just because we fuck other people, that doesn't mean we don't love and honor each other. Wow, very well put. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kat? Have you noticed something different happening in your marriage? Sure, I I would say, you know, when, when I got married, I was like, thinking of a very conventional marriage. I mean, we, we, uh, we've always had a lot of fun. I mean, we waited to have kids five years into our marriage. So we were definitely having a lot of fun together. Um, and then we had kids and everything went crazy for like five years, five or six years. And then it's sort of like we rediscovered each other again and we started having more fun together. And I think that it just reignited, like, why are we together? It's not to just raise a family. It's not to just be, you know, there for them. And certainly we love our kids and we, we take care of them and we, we want everything for them but at the end we're together and so what do we have with each other and that's really we've we've rediscovered that that that's really important to us someday our kids are going to go off to college and they're going to have their own lives and we're going to have our own lives exactly what's that going to look like Mm -hmm. and so we've always had a fun marriage um and a, a 
you know, a, a very sexual marriage, but um, exploring something new together has been really eye-opening, incredible, amazing. And the things that he says to me just make me feel like I picked the right guy. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel loved. And um, it it's, you wouldn't, I, I don't know that I necessarily thought that that would be my feeling going into this. I just was taking a leap of faith that this was going to be a, a new adventure for us. And it's definitely turned out to be a fantastic adventure where we communicate a whole lot more with each other than that, I ever thought. That's really awesome. I don't know if you guys know, but our story is that uh, my ex-husband is married to David's ex-wife. And of course, we yeah. ended up being a couple together after they left us and dumped us. We used to celebrate our dump day uh, until we became a couple wow. ourselves. And then we discovered the sexy life, the sexy lifestyle, the swinging lifestyle. And, um, you know, now, and we were raising six kids together because he has three and wow. I have three, even though we were, uh, you know, swapping the kids every every other week. Uh, so we'd be spend one week as mom and dad and the other week as a sexy couple. But now for the last three years, we are empty nesters. And like, thank goodness oh. we have this amazing relationship and we have amazing sex and we're able to use our imagination during COVID when, of course, we can't be together with our sexy friends, but we certainly do use fantasy and our, our imaginations to make it exciting for each other and fit 15 years later, we are still so in love. So I'm just so happy for you guys Great. that you found yeah. this and that you are also going to hopefully end up in the same situation when you become empty nesters with that perfect partner who wants to continue playing and having fun and meeting people mm-hmm. and talking about sex and trying new things. And it doesn't end. It's endless the number of things you can do sexually to each other, which yeah. doesn't seem to be, but it sure is. I'll just tell you firsthand, it absolutely is. What do you think, Dave? I want to hear the story about the accidental orgy. Okay, go for it, girls. Uh, you told us a little bit about the accidental orgy that you guys had by mistake. Uh, do you want to tell the story? <laughs> you want to share? Or- oh, my goodness. So, yes, the accidental orgy. Well, we, because of COVID, you know, we've been sort of keeping to ourselves. But we had a couple of couples that we felt um, comfortable with inviting to a barbecue. Yeah. Hello, a barbecue. So, well, actually, I, you know, it's naive to think that a bunch of swingers you are going to get together. You invite four lifestyle couples to a barbecue. It's going to be more than a barbecue. Yeah. But there were no kids. And so we thought, I think we kind of planned it together. Um, and we thought that there might be some pairing off here and there. And that that would be great because we, we sort of, we curated the the, uh, the group Couples. a little bit yeah. thinking that, you know, well, this couple might like them and they might like them. And we knew we liked each other. So it didn't matter, you know, what happened there. But um, we had so much fun. And yes, we had a barbecue <laughs> and we had cocktails and we were having just so much fun. Yeah. But we never expected that we would move like a, a group of eight <laughs> instead of like pairing off a mm-hmm. little bit. And uh, it may have been like planning on our part, but it it didn't matter. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We so we we kind of we took the the finished the food, took the barbecue up to the hot tub, and uh, you know you get eight swingers in a hot tub, and you can write the rest of the story, right? <laughs> um, and uh, one of the couples that was there, I'm going to call her Fawn because she was oh, a yeah. force of nature. I love that. Like she <laughs> just was. She take, was she she's was taking, taking all charge. her clothes off. She's she's pretty like on the younger side too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um and so she was like the first one to take off her clothes and um at, at once so that so we started in the hot tub and people were starting to kiss and touch. It was really pretty PG thirteen at that point. And then Fawn says, Okay, we all need to go take a shower. Yeah. So we moved all eight of us moved from the hot tub to the shower in the master bed. That's a very big shower. It's a big shower. So gotcha. all eight of us are, are all kind shower. of scrubbing up in the in the shower and it's really foggy and stuff. I'm on one side and I swear like the fog parts <laughs> and Fawn starts walking toward Ooh. me with purpose. Um, and she's, you know, starts to kiss me and touch me. And so we're all eight of us are just hands and tongues and everything uh-huh. in the shower and then we get out of the shower do, 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 move over to the master bedroom right. and we have we pulled out we've got a um one of those like sex benches mm-hmm. so we put that at the foot of the bed and you know i think three people like i was across the sex bench at one point 
was she going down? I can't remember who yes, went down on me. She, she went down on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was somebody up near my face or touching my breast. I can't remember. Somebody was up top. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the people were on the bed and we have a chair in the corner. Two people were playing in the corner. So it, it all just kind of moved as this little pod from the hot tub to the shower to the bed. Right. And my eyes, if you can see my eyes right now, they were this big the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. looking at Mr. Cat going, what the fuck is happening right now? But I'm okay with most of it. Okay. This is probably good. fine. And really like I had, uh, I, I didn't have like I, I felt like the experiences that I had, I was super comfortable with. It was um, the people that were there. I I knew already. We had um, either talked or had played with um, at least one or two of the other <laughs> one out of eight. <laughs> one, one out of okay. So, <laughs> but I was I was I felt comfortable, and it was definitely out of my. Comfort zone. Comfort zone, I would say, for sure. But I never felt like, you know, I had to do anything, of course. And I was able to navigate through the whole thing. And it was it was fun. It was really fun. And it's also you could be a voyeur. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. And that's and and that's, I guess, what I'm trying to say is I felt comfortable to say, like, I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with that. So even though we moved as a pod all together and we were in the shower all together, I never felt like anybody touched me that I didn't want to touch me. Good. Right. I know. know, I'm I'm getting this Miss Innocence over here, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure if I was there, there was a couple of cocks and a couple of blowjobs and things going on that was was good Definitely. for you. Uh-huh. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. But I guess I'm just, I'm trying to say that nothing happened that I wasn't comfortable with. Right. Even yeah. though it was an accident, um, all of the couples I felt really comfortable with and I had a good time with and I never felt like I couldn't say no if I, if I didn't. Of want course. You know, I, I got to tell you, after 13 years swinging, uh, we've never been in a situation where we ever did anything that wasn't comfortable to us. And that's what the respect and consent we were talking about exactly. earlier is all about, that that's just the way things happen in the lifestyle. You know, the three mm-hmm. rules are ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic, yes, it's a no. And that's just how we live in the lifestyle and why it's such a great place to be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Final advice. All right. Listen, we always love to end our show with a little bit of advice. One of you can answer or both. You can chime in. That's okay. Tell us how you make sure that your relationship with your husband stays strong when you're actually fucking other people. Yeah. When we're actually fucking other people. Well, but <laughs> in the, well, yeah, in the moment. Not at that moment. The right. person we're with. Um, but, you know, it, it is about waking up every day and making a choice to honor our marriage, yeah. regardless of what happens. So there's there's honesty there's transparency, and there's consent. We don't move forward on any sexual activity unless, you know, in my case, Mr. Ams and I are two yeses or one no. Everybody has veto power. We, I mean, communication is the biggest thing. We talk about the experience and what was good and what, you know, what we could have done differently. And really, I think during this time where we haven't been venturing out as much, we've really spent the time focusing on each other and we've had a lot of fun experiences together. And I think, you know, we can get very caught up in the experiences of going out with other people and having sex with other people, but it's when you come together and you have that, that connection with each other, it's different. The connection you have with your spouse is more emotional. It's more, it, it's, it's, it's just, Intimate. it's history yeah. to there's it. history. There's love. There's, there's, it's more than just, fun, sex, exciting orgasms. It's, it's incredible. So I, I think that we focus on keeping that alive every day, or at least every other day, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and and maybe twice on Sundays, twice on Sundays at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think just focusing on each other when we're together. Right. And we have one rule that in the lifestyle, in anything that we do, if it's not something that's gonna strengthen our couple, we just don't do it. We don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's a very good rule. Mm-hmm. All right, Ams and Kat, I know you can't believe it, like we can't believe it, but the hour is up. So <laughs> we're gonna ask, we're gonna thank you so much for being here. Um, just take a minute to tell everybody how they can find your website, find you on social media, and of course, where they can listen to your podcast. Absolutely. So our website is www.the number2hot.com. 
W I V E S.com, two hotwives.com. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. And you can find our podcast through our website or on any major podcast distributor Mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcast. We are there. Super. And don't forget, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page. And of course, the Two Hot Wives podcast will be there with their own guest page as well. And you can contact them if you'd like. You can find out how to listen or click through directly from there. And we are always learning more and more every week with all our amazing guests. Thank you again for joining us. And we hope that you guys do too. Absolutely. And we want to remind everybody and take a moment to tell them about our new podcast. Partnership, and we're going to tell you that Two Hot Wives, Ams and Cat, are there as well. Go check it out. We have a great partnership with altplayground.net. That's altplayground.net. And if you're looking for an online, open-minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, you should join altplayground.net. It's a lifestyle site that's expanding to include lots of amazing lifestyle resources that will connect you with other like-minded folks. And remember, please stay sexy and stay healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authority. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, and practice social distancing. And please continue to wear a mask when you can't get far apart. Continue to listen to our show as well and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for today's show. Ams and Kat, thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you, Carol and David. Our pleasure. And every week, we always want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. Well, that's it for today, everyone. Remember, stay safe and, of course, stay sexy. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 